Hello, friends. Each month we gather together subjectively to work with the specific energies and forces available during the period of the full moon. This month we seek to be sensitive to the influences of the sign Leo. This year Leo is even more powerful than usual because there are two full moons in Leo. One on July 24th and the other on August 22nd. Our work together is group work and takes place on the mental plane within the heart center of the new group of world servers. That subjective group composed of many different kinds of servers who consciously or unconsciously strive to serve humanity and the lower kingdoms for which humanity as a whole is responsible to lift and aid. Let's take a few moments to silently link up within the heart center of the new group of world servers and then say together the mantra of the new group. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true service. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May I fulfill my part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. The purpose of the talks which begin each of our monthly meetings is to have our minds stimulated and thinking in the same direction. They prepare us for the real work of group meditation, where as a group, we become more sensitive to the increased flow of spiritual energies and can, using the creative imagination, form those thought forms which can help to clear the mental body of humanity and to plant those seeds which can grow and aid in the manifestation of the plan. We are told that the plan is that part of the planetary purpose which we can grasp, and thus necessarily constantly expanding as our minds grow and are capable of identifying with ever greater holes. It is in this context that Leo is particularly important. It has been called the most human of all signs and represents that stage in the life of the disciple where the personality is finally integrated and a powerful agent within the outer worlds of appearance. In Aries, the soul has incarnated and has taken on mental substance. In Taurus, the desire nature has been added and the feeling emotional body is appropriated. In Gemini, the soul is put into contact with the substance of matter, and the etheric body results. In Cancer, the physical body is added, and the unit identifies itself 
with the other in terms of the herd. It is in Leo the fifth sign that these parts of the soul's vehicle come together, blend and fuse and become the integrated personality. It is in Leo that the man becomes the ruler, first of himself and then later of others. We learn from esoteric astrology by Alice Bailey that Leo is the birthplace of the individual, coming into form the individual self-conscious man who emerges out of the mass consciousness and herd in cancer, substituting for instinctual consciousness, self-awareness, and a sense of responsibility of an individual kind. Perhaps we could say that we are living today in a period of humanity's long history the integrated personality is both the cause of so many problems and at the same time the hope for the future. As we look around today at the present gap between the very rich and the very poor, we can see that integrated personalities who think only of themselves have the capacity to amass great fortunes, to control the flow of resources, money, and otherwise, and keep the masses under their control. This is true in the political, religious, economic, and other fields of human endeavor. Luckily, the integrated personalities who are becoming responsive to soul impression, contact, and influence are also becoming more prevalent and powerful, increasing the ranks of the new group of world service and the men and women of goodwill. The battle is on and our work together strengthens this latter group. Leo is the only sign which has the same ruler on all levels. The sun rules on the outer Monday planes, the inner esoteric ones, and also on those of the spiritual triad. They are all infused by the energy flowing from the sun, the physical sun the heart of the sun and the central spiritual sun. It is the great source of light and warmth, and on solar levels is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. In Leo, the sun works through two hidden planets, Neptune and Uranus. Neptune, the great sacred planet, channeling the energy of the sixth ray, brings through the possibilities to create those great ideals, those visionary plans, which can be followed by unending devotion. Uranus, the sacred planet, bringing through the seventh ray, provides the possibility to anchor spirit into matter by the creation of the suitable forms, the structured order brought about through ceremony, directed purpose. Again, we can see how this light, devotion, and order can be used by the integrated personality for selfish or unselfish purposes. Powerful leaders can create healthy national personalities and national unity, or nations focused on subduing other nations and peoples to their selfish and separate aims. It is well described in esoteric astrology as we read, this sign has frequently been described as the battlefield of forces of materialism and the forces of light. 
It is occultly regarded as one of the most material signs. Inasmuch as selfish desire for possession of material objectives can be peculiarly present, and the display of the possessive spirit can violently control. Yet, at the same time, the advanced Leo person can function as the inspired spiritual sacrifice. He's then sensitive to world conditions and freed from personal desires. To study the different signs each month, it is necessary to see them in the context of the whole zodiac. While we have in our minds the rather fixed idea of the 12 signs, we are reminded that this was not always the case. We are told in that wonderful little book, The Labels, the Labors of Hercules, which is a reprint of the articles by Alice Bailey in the magazine The Beacon in 1957 to 1958, that originally the zodiac consisted only 10 constellations and some date practically unknown the two constellations, Leo and Virgo, were one symbol. Perhaps the mystery of the Sphinx is connected with this. For in the Sphinx, we have the lion with the woman's head, Leo with Virgo, the symbol of the lion or kingly soul and its relation to the matter or other aspect. It may therefore signify the two polarities, masculine, feminine, positive, and negative. It is also said that Aquarius and Pisces were added to the zodiac when humanity showed that it had evolved to the state where the energies flowing from these two signs could have a positive influence for humanity's evolution. We can imagine that other signs will be recognized as humanity progresses. It is important that we keep an open mind and understand the changing and fluid nature of the influences which shape our destiny. It is interesting to read also in esoteric astrology that it was in Leo that individualization took place and the fourth kingdom of nature appeared, 21,688,345 years ago at the time of the writing of this book. And we are told then that it took 5,000 years more when the sun was in Gemini for human beings to mature, that the final crisis of individualization took place and the door then closed to the animal kingdom. These numbers go beyond the limits even of our imagination. Yet put in, in perspective humanity's long road to the present. One of the earliest known humans relatively recently discovered was Homo habilis, or handyman, who lived about 2.4 million to 1.4 million years ago in Eastern and Southern Africa. As time progresses, we can expect more finds which place humanity's history as more and more ancient. Leo is part of the fixed cross. It brings in light and liberation. Along with Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio, the fixed cross is the cross of discipleship, and its goal is the development 
of consciousness. Aquarius, the polar opposite of Leo, provides Leo with that evolutionary pull to transform selfish purpose into unselfish service. Taurus provides the transmuting of desire into light, while Scorpio creates that liberation from the glamours of the entire integrated personality to permit the continued journey to ever-increasing service. Leo and Aquarius are related by the Sun and Jupiter, which respond to the second ray energy of, of wisdom, and through Uranus with its occult possibilities and seventh ray anchoring of spirit into matter. The Aquarian server, Aquarius being a fixed air sign, needs the energy of Leo, a fixed fire sign. Each sign in its opposite holds the key to the resolution of the problem of the pairs of opposites, that tendency to swing back and forth until each pole recognizes that the other is necessary for unity to be achieved. Leo Man has reached the end of his possibility to go further as a personality. He becomes more and more sensitive to the possibilities of the expansion that the soul can bring. He is aided by all the energies flowing from the other signs of the fixed cross and their rulers. And we are told that because of his position upon the fixed cross, Leo comes under the influence, direct or indirect, of six planets, the Sun, Neptune, Uranus, Jupiter, Venus, and Mars. All of these are potent in expression in this sign achieving a determined point of revelation and producing through their united activity and interplay the six-pointed star of humanity. They condition the man's consciousness, but no events, except insofar as his consciousness assumes control at a certain point in his evolution. As we move further into the Aquarian age and the changes which will naturally occur, we can assume that there will come about a closer relationship between consciousness and outer events. When the soul begins to control the outer form, the personality, the plan will become more and more in manifestation. Leo and Aquarius through the sun and Jupiter are related to Ray two, development of the individual consciousness into world consciousness. Thus, a man becomes a world server. Because our solar system is a second ray system, all the rays within the system are sub-rays of the second ray of love wisdom. Consciousness is the major task to be achieved, and the evolution of consciousness can be seen as man travels around the zodiac. In cancer, mass awareness is developed. Instinctual consciousness is used. In Leo, individual awareness is present, and the man develops intelligent consciousness. In Aquarius, group awareness is entered, and intuitive consciousness is finally achieved. Consciousness continually expands, and the man in Leo, the achieved product of integrating his physical, integrating his 
physical, etheric, emotional, and mental bodies in the world of the personality and look forward to a whole new world of possibilities opening up. He had gone as far as he can within the world of the personality, and he feels the pull of Aquarius working through his soul. This is when he also discovers the glamorous of the second ray holding him back. Because the second ray flowing through the sun permeates every unit in the system, it is safe to say that we are all immersed to varying degrees in the glamours of the second ray. In Alice Bailey's book, Glamour World Problem, the different glamours of the second ray are enumerated. They are worthy of our consideration since they are becoming more and more evident and arising increasingly to the surface of humanity's consciousness. They include love of being loved and the desire to be popular. This glamour is daily demonstrated by the almost obsessive need to be liked on social media. Individuals and groups are so far as to request that you press the like figure so that they can gain an influence. Whole professions of influencers have been born of those who can amass the greatest following. We can see this glamour in politics also, as politicians do all they can to be popular with specific programs to be of service taking a second seat. Glamour is created when higher energy is distorted and oriented to the separated individual instead of the greater whole of which the individual is a part. Another glamour which is evident in the self-oriented Leo subject is that of personal wisdom and selfish responsibility. He knows what is best, not only for himself, but for everyone else. Since Leo's subjects are frequently in a position of leadership, this can lead to much conflict and can destroy positive group interactions and service. Alice Bailey mentions that the glamour of self-pity is a basic glamour of the second ray, that the common cold is related to this glamour. The common cold virus is related to the present COVID-19 virus on a basic level. And we can use our imagination to see how destructive the glamour of self-pity can be for humanity as a whole. Fear based on undue sensitivity is another basic glamour of the second ray. We read in esoteric astrology that our solar system is one in which sensitivity to contact is the dominant quality. It is in the process of becoming cosmically aware. It is driven by need and environing certain cosmic circumstances to develop love wisdom. And both these words are descriptive and expressive of the consciousness aspect. Love is response contact. And this, in the human being, means understanding, inclusiveness, and identification. Wisdom connotes skill and action as a result of developed love in the light of understanding. It is awareness of requirements and ability to bring together into few relationships the need and that which will need it. Service is essentially a scientific mode 
of expressing love wisdom under the influence of one or other of the seven rays, according to the soul ray of the serving disciple. The disciple of Leo is this basic fear deeply with himself. And in the labor of Hercules, he must confront the lion within the cave, away from the onlooking crowds. He must face himself as a personality before he can go on to Virgo when he becomes aware of the Christ within the womb of matter. The effects of the ever-present energy of love wisdom are different depending on the structure of matter on which it impinges. The response mechanism for each individual is different, which leads to the beauty of infinite possibilities within the synthetic whole. In Leo, this basic energy is present on all levels. His rulership can lead to brutal dictatorship or Plato's philosopher king. All depends on how much substance has been purified by the fires of experience and the circumstances in time and space. As Leo represents the ruler, it may be of value to think about what qualities are required for the leader in Leo to demonstrate. Since the second ray of wisdom is so influential in Leo, leadership involves the proper use of this energy when ruling, whether the ruling of the individual self, as a family or group member, or as a leader of greater groups, such as nations or groups of nations. We are told that love is an energy which seeks to guard, to stimulate, and to protect. It provides provides a safe ring pass knot in which the youth can develop with freedom and security. Love stimulates because it strengthens the evolutionary urge to creative betterment. It could be said that Leo, as a leader, must govern with a sense of right proportion, the kind of humility which comes from sensitivity to Aquarius, the sign of service. This is well demonstrated by the type of labor Hercules faced in Aquarius. No great and lofty task, he was told to go and clean the stables. A good leader must hold a vision before those he directs, a kind of enlightened expectancy towards more inclusiveness and group progress. A good and modern example of leadership is Barack Obama the former president of the United States. In his recent book, The Promised Land, his recent book, The Promised Land, is a fascinating study of a leader who was born in Leo and has Aquarius rising. This details the period leading up to including his presidency with all the idealism and stark realities which one could imagine in a world leader with both Leo and Aquarius in great prominence. During the primary season, before he won the Democratic Party nomination, he traveled all over talking to everyday people to find out what they really wanted and how to help them. He, recognizing, he recognizes his limitations and is very clear of both his shortcomings and his assets. He wrote, I had asked something hard of the American people. 
to place their faith in a young and untested newcomer. Not just a black man, but someone whose very name evoked a life story that seemed unfamiliar. Repeatedly, I'd given them cause not to support me. There had been uneven debate performances, unconventional positions, clumsy gaffes. Despite all that, they'd given me a chance. Through the noise and chatter of the political circus, they'd heard my call for something different. Even if I hadn't always been at my best, they denied what was the best in me. The voice insisting that for all our differences, we remained bound as one people, and that together, men and women of goodwill could find a way to a better future. I promised myself I would not let them down. Leo provides that fire needed to express and manifest the plan. Aquarius provides the lofty ideas and ideals to keep the plan moving forward. As we enter the Aquarian age, the sun shining in Leo will become increasingly important. Let us do our part now in meditation to constructively imagine and use this inflowing energy. We are using the meditation, sitting in the light. In group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world service, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. stay together. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour, faith, pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. And may the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them.
alignment. Project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary part, the great ashram of Sanat Komara, and toward the Christ at the heart of the hierarchy. Extend the line of light toward Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher include, we hold a contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation. You reflect on the seed thought for Leo. I am that and that am I.
precipitation using the creative imagination visualize the energies of light love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth and prepare physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation shambhala hierarchy the christ the new group of world servers men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world physical centers of distribution lower interlude we will refocus the consciousness of the group within the periphery of the great ashram together we sound the affirmation in the center of all love i stand from that center i the soul will outward from that center i the one who serves will work may the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart through my group and throughout the world visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. We consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light, 
and the coming world teacher, the Christ. Distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, we visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets London, Kajiling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race.
from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it steal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan. friends for participating in this group work. Just a reminder that the exact time of the full moon will be tomorrow, July 24th at 3.36 British summertime. And also the date of the next full moon, full moon meeting will be on Saturday, the 21st of August at 3 p.m. or 15 hours British summertime. Thank you again for your participation. We look forward to working again with you on the 21st of August. Good night or good afternoon, depending on where you are located.